0: <laughs> so we start. Lovely. Cool. So welcome to the Upload Studios podcast. We're here today for the first time with Gordon, the p- owner of Primate. Um, it is Gordon's first time doing a podcast. Uh, yes.
1: Actually, no,
2: I think it might be my second time now. Second time so, doing a podcast. Yeah, there
0: so, we go. So it's Jack's first time doing a podcast Hello, well. on the
2: other end, on the <laughs> other side of the wall. <laughs> yes.
0: So usually how we start is we ask you to describe yourself in five words. Oh, that's <laughs> hard. Uh, tall, probably, mm. is the first word. Um,
1: nice, I get that mm. a lot. Um, probably introverted, maybe. Extroverted is the fourth word, but both. And a mm. fifth word, um, overthinker. There you go. So i
2: would
0: add that to my one too. Yeah. Mm. And I'm going
2: to steal overthinker. <laughs> uh, that's probably my point. Uh, unfashionable. Right. Um, is my next one? I don't know. Um, Pink suits you. Looks good. Careful. Careful. Yeah. Cool. Dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Quiet. Quiet. I'd yeah. like to say that. What do you? What do you think? Do you think that's an accurate mm, list? Uh, right. Medium.
0: Quiet. Sometimes he's a singer, so. Thank you. It comes and goes, I guess.
2: Singer is that? That's not a compliment, is it? It's just like <laughs> you, an are artist. A, a person that can Creative sing. Creative artist. Cool. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> what about you, good. Ethan? Yeah. Ugh. What you
0: um, <laughs> <for> <laughs> <to describe laughs> I'd say protagonist, annoying. Um Well, always, it's always hard asking. Yeah. or easy asking and then hard uh um, on the receiving end. Probably slightly autistic. Uh, I've been told that by multiple ex girlfriends. So <laughs> I'll add that into it. Yeah. Um I like uh, learning about everything, so phew, I don't know. Um Curious. Hmm. Yeah, a bit like Curious George. Yeah. Nice. Curious See. is good. And yeah. speaking
2: of Curious George, uh, we have a primate in the building. Oh, thank you. Yes. Where where did primate come from in terms of the, the business name? Oh,
1: that's... Um, I get asked that a lot. And actually the the answer is just we, we were at the pub one night and decided throwing around different names and <laughs> had everything from, you know, web design Edinburgh to something else. Uh, and we settled on the word primate and really liked it. And the... I think the thing... Um, that kind of triggered the sort of thought process behind it was the kind of idea of evolution. So mm-hmm. this idea that nice. when we started, we were very you know brash and, and excitable and thought, hey, everyone else is like a dinosaur, we get to be the next the yeah. next evolution. So um, we liked the idea of sort of yeah monkeys and primates and the evolution. So that kind of worked its way back into it after we'd come up with the name in the first place, just because we liked That's it. Really cool. um, so yeah, it's it's um it's been a name that I, I've just i don't know i've kind of stopped thinking about it. we've just kind of had it mm-hmm. and it's been us for for years um but it's it's short and snappy and that's what we wanted which is something yeah, that's going to be memorable and you know, not. We were
0: going through your website uh, yesterday, <laughs> and we, we clicked on the uh, aka Gorilla thing, oh. and we noticed how cool the website. Like, it yeah, flipped and changed. yeah. All the text gets <laughs> mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah, we've always liked the idea of
1: having like Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to do it in client sites, and then we stopped doing that because they didn't. You know, people would discover things <laughs> that we put in there years <laughs> oh. later, and, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. we're happy, and sometimes weren't. Um, but on our own site, we've always had little things sort of hiding away in it and little kind of secrets. And and I've always liked that idea that if you you try hard enough, you might find something, you know, you Mm -hmm. might, and it might only be one person a year that sees it, but to them, it's like a really special moment. It's like they get to see something or find something that not many other people have seen. Mm -hmm. So
2: Ethan and I went through every single Person that is at your business. They were every so accurate. Person, well. just clicking, <laughs> clicking at, what, what relation do they have to the person? Mm-hmm. Did they get to choose them, or was it? A-
1: no, no, that's something I do. So oh, I, 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 <laughs> I, like, it. like um, so I always I always get to pick the monkey, and then I get to write a little like monkey biography yeah. about them, um, and usually they're quite dark and quite horrific and I I just get really carried away and some people are really offended by it and other people think wow that's really great thank you it's exciting the illustrations match the people quite like (laughs) well it was weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's probably some like deep deep psychological thinking going on in Mm -hmm. my brain about what I think people are like when they pick a monkey and write about them (laughs) killing their captors or something but Mm -hmm. um yeah they don't that's the only thing they don't get to input on.
0: So you have to go onto the Primate website and try and find that yourself yep. because it is a very cool Easter. Egg. <laughs> Ignore everything else. That's the thing you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you can tell us, like, what was your journey into Primate and with the partners you joined in together and started it? How did you uh, decide on marketing and that sort of aspect of marketing?
1: Sure. So we um, so I started the agency with with two other people, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bart and Espen. Bart's still with us. He's yep. the technical director, sort of my co co-founder. Um, another chap called Espen. Who left the business? Ooh, a good maybe five or six years ago now. Okay. And we were um, working for another agency in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. um, sort of on and off at different times. We were doing web development, websites. Um, I was a developer, Bart was a developer, Espen was a designer, and we just kind of got got talking. You know, we we sort of. Um, just we we were friends we sort of had a sort of bond we really got excited about the idea of just mm-hmm. doing more creative things and yeah. and really a lot of it was just kind of you know, arrogance like we, we were wasn't that we were just you know unhappy with what we were doing we just thought like oh, could we could go better. do better mm-hmm. and do this exciting stuff and we just had this vision of like oh we're going to make these perfect websites and perfect things and then you know coca-cola or something will come knocking on the door and Give us a blank check. And, Have and they? And Have no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They've never it's done that. <laughs> that's we got yeah. It turns out, you know, that's our naivety, and then we realized, you know, business particularly is not like that. Mm-hmm. It's or unless you're lucky, it doesn't really work out that way. Um, and there's a lot of other factors at play that we were just kind of completely oblivious to, mm-hmm. and all. We were just like, we just want to go and do do build things and build things, and, yeah. and that was it, and earn a living doing it. Um, so we, yeah, we we struck out on our own. Um, Saved a little bit of money, put it in the pot, got started, and just and that was it. And then that that was twelve years ago now, um, and it's just been a very just a slow slow process, you know, yeah. just just taking time and, and starting off. Um, you know, living first year, we just kind of lived like students. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't have any trying to find clients, didn't Make have beans any. And toast yeah, for you know, dinner. it was I it was them. that real kind of like in your in lunch. your bedroom story yeah, of yeah. just <laughs> like just getting out, and you know, we knew how to do the work, but we didn't know anything about business, didn't know how to find clients, didn't know anything to do with it, so yeah. we learned all that as we went along. And then, um, yeah, just kind of over the years, it's sort of grown slowly, slowly, and progressed and changed, and, and we're still going.
0: And to now they have a beautiful office in Stockbridge, <laughs> which is probably one of the coolest places to be in Edinburgh.
1: So. I always say to Jack, it's very hot like yeah. in the summer. It's, particularly <laughs> it's got a, tin roof, yeah, it? a tin roof. Yeah, yeah, a, co- a couple of weeks ago. I said actually, it was a, an old yoga, it used to be gym? a yoga studio yeah. Studio. before we moved in mm-hmm. um, and before that it was actually another agency in Edinburgh. Um, before that I think it was like a pool hall or something. Wow, okay. I, I find all these things that that's people come in know. they say oh I remember playing pool here back in the 80s or something. Jeez. Not that's swimming.
2: Like, Not yeah. swimming no. in a pool. That would yeah. be a massive <laughs> renovation. <big change. laughs> Can I fix this cable because I've, yeah. I've just bollocked it. <laughs>
0: No, but yeah, it's um, it's really interesting to see that like the development of that place going from like um, being like a pool hall mm-hmm. and not going through the creative sides of it, and then now you guys are there. Yeah, and it feels very established. Like when I went there, I was like, "Wow, this is a cool place." There was also pizza, free pizza, so that also helped.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny though because the it is a lovely office, um, but we didn't do much to it. You know, I've always been a kind of firm believer mainly because i'm just quite tight with spending money Mm -hmm. i was like we we just found it it was a nice premise all we did was we built a little room in the back which was relatively cheap and straightforward filled it with ikea furniture Mm -hmm. um and that was it you know didn't did very little to it and i think that's part of our brand aesthetic in in a good way it's just it's quite simplified streamlined clear you know so we we didn't have to you know, I didn't want to take on an office and, and spend, you know, tens and tens of thousands of pounds. Sort of it should be very mm-hmm. silly. Yeah, yeah. Re- re- renovating yeah. it all. So, bad business. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, a few, a few just like black and white IKEA things, mm-hmm. which is turns out having a brand, which black and white great. It's really yeah. easy to <laughs> <the> shop with. <laughs> yeah, <it>. So <laughs> um, yeah, and just find a nice spot. So
0: and your so, clients tell us about your clients. What who have they been and sort of like what are the why did they come to you?
1: Sure. So so our clients are a big mix. Um, a, a big spectrum, so from mm-hmm. from small businesses and organisations to very big ones. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of work in the the charity sector, mm-hmm, so cool. which which is just something we kind of fell into, um, and it's something we really enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, they're 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 fantastic organisations. Um, you get to actually do something where you feel like you've you're, you're making a difference and you're making an impact, and and mm-hmm. they tend to be lovely, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's really rewarding. Um, other, other sort of sectors we work in: um, sort of education, food and drink, uh, tourism, startups. So kind of a
0: That's big bit of everything. Bit of everything. Yeah. Of everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What
2: sets you apart from other marketing agencies? So why did you? Oh. What, what did? When you were sitting in that pub yep. one night. Yeah. And I I assume you had an idea in mind it wasn't just at the pub like let's just do marketing I assume you've gone to university you've done courses and it was an interest Um,
1: well we'd I'd so I I did computing at university and then I got a job working at an agency and um, that was that was kind of it we didn't we didn't really have a (laughs) thing other than just we wanted to do it we just Mm -hmm. wanted to to you know
0: build websites and web apps and things and like having that. like having the knowledge of back-end and front-end, that must have given you a huge advantage, actually, against a lot of other people. I, who I, had, I yeah, think so. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, that's, I, the USP thing's interesting because you, you get asked that a lot by, particularly, you know we went to like Business Gateway and these mm-hmm. things, and everyone was like, what's your USP? What's your USP? What's your, and I was like, I don't know, I think we're just really good at what we do, and mm-hmm. that Not was it. A
2: website with primates on yeah. it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like,
1: there's this, <laughs> It's and I think there is an expectation that you're going to have some like magical thing that Mm. no one else has And yet if you think about businesses, there's very few that actually have Something incredibly unique. It tends to be a little um, Work ethic and how you do things. Yeah, like there's you know, they'll have a a brand value They'll have something but when you think about their actual offering, it's it's you know It's not like everyone is special. Mm -hmm. So it's more like how you do it and for us, it was really, yeah, the approach, design, development, bringing the two together, um, the values we had, yeah. um, and, and sort of that approach. It wasn't like we'd come up with, oh, there's that one thing that we're amazing at. And maybe that's why we're not more successful, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you seem um, successful. <laughs> I'm, saying, well. <laughs> I'm saying all this, and someone's going, like, if you had a USP, you would have made a lot more money, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coca-Cola would have come knocking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: And with Bart what has been like uh, working with having another partner on board and stuff what are the sort of challenges you face or is it do you guys generally like yeah. it seems to be in the same sort of direction? Or well I've
1: we've I've always been a believer in, in doing it with um, other people mm-hmm. so yeah. we started with with three of us three directors mm-hmm. now we've got five so wow. we've okay. we've kind of five directors yeah people are very shocked by that um, and it's but I've always just been off the, the sort of approach I would rather do it with other people and have people invested in the business Good team really makes a difference yeah, yeah. and and it, you know people that you want to work with and kind of fun working with mm-hmm. i don't think i would have started a company by myself just yeah. on the basis that y- you need someone to bounce things off particularly when you're stressed or those mm-hmm. things that are happening you you want to like go and talk to someone um so it helps having a, a director or someone for you know a lot of business of mentors someone that you can just actually go and talk to and say hang on this has happened it's it's tough, what do you think?
0: What um, have, like with mentors, what sort of things did you have initially to sort of help you like, Mm. advantages and stuff, Asking them questions and stuff Mm. that you didn't have before? Or like, was it more the mentors, were they like people in sort of doing the same sort of thing as you?
1: So we got, uh, uh, actually I remember our very first mentor, uh, a chap called Stuart Gibson, who we still in Mm -hmm. contact with, and he was, um, I I think it was Business Gateway? where they they sort of give you someone. Um, Mm. Actually, the first person they they sort of gave to us was a sort of ex-banker, and we thought this is not.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, not (laughs) a weird
1: mix. (laughs) Yeah, not not a right fit. And then um, we got into Stuart, and that was great. And then for a few years, he kind of just, you know, he he was just doing it as Mm -hmm. a sort of, yeah. Wanting to give back, and he met with us. I think it was like every quarter or something like this, and just gave us advice, yeah. and that was really yeah. useful. Um, and even now, we're still in touch, and it's it's great. It's to nice kind of to have
0: someone you can sort of touch heads with and talk yeah. about things. I've got um, do you know Alex from YouMore. Uh, so yes, really, yes, really, really nice yeah. guy. So I've like had a lot of questions when I first started this place, and uh, generally, just w- since I've been more on board with the company he's really been amazing with sort of helping me guide me through the process and sort of just get me back onto feeling comfortable about the company. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need is just another person you can chat to with sort of similar experience and sometimes a- absolutely. age. absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and um I found most people, you know, being in business or done it are very willing to to share mm-hmm. because it's it can be difficult and anyone that does it, I think, you know, credit to them, hats off. It's it's a tough it's a tough thing to do and and so yeah, I think the more people can talk about it and just share experiences or help or sort of be a shoulder to cry on. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, a great thing,
2: yeah. How much control do you have over, say a, a client, ca- say I had mm. a business mm-hmm. and I came to you and said, look, I actually have no idea what I want. I, want, I don't know what I want to look like. I don't yeah. know how I want to appeal to yeah. to people. How much control do you have in that situation to say, we are going to make your brand for you? So
1: we, we <laughs> we kind of fit in usually further down the line. So we, we wouldn't, we generally don't, you know, if a client came to us and said, we have no brand, we have nothing, <laughs> um, we'd probably point them in the direction of maybe a sort of branding specialist or someone who could sort of help them get established. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also, most of the clients we work with or, or, or want to work with, or even just by necessity need to, tend to be more established businesses. Um, So a lot of what we do is more sort of evolution rather than revolution. It's Mm -hmm. kind of this idea, they come to us and go, hey, we're here, we've got a website, we've got stuff, this is what we want to do. And then we kind of start to talk to them and pick at the the threads and go, right, actually, yeah, maybe maybe you should think about pushing your brand because at the moment it doesn't work on, you know, your logo doesn't work on mobile devices or something. We're always digital first, so we'd probably start with the website, start with an offering and go, how do you work out from there? Um, so yeah, we, we tend to fit in kind of more in the middle or the end of the sort of process. Um, usually a lot of clients we work with have a brand or they go to sort of a branding specialist or they go to sort of a consultant or someone who is going to be able to give them that at the kind of the, the initial steps. And then we kind of slot in at the end and go, right, okay, how can we help you with this? And everything? is
2: it just digital? Or do you also do other mediums um
1: it's we we do a little bit, but it's it's predominantly digital yeah. okay
2: and do you find that's just because it's more effective or because it's more in tune with what we're um, good at
1: i I think the latter it's more in tune with with what we do mm-hmm. um and we're sort of i again i' I've, one of our sort of tenants of starting a business was just specialize and do what we're we're good at mm-hmm. um there are agencies less less common now but certainly when we started that were kind of full service and wanted to do everything and it would sell everything but it might actually be they only had one website designer you know or one person or they outsource or they have a freelancer where they're sort of pretending to be some huge thing that can do everything um and we were like no we just want to specialize and and be good at what we're what Mm -hmm. we're good at um and that's that has changed now you see more and more agencies being specialists and what they do and and partnering together or teaming up to deliver yeah. bigger projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of it is just, I just wouldn't feel, go back to the overthinking thing, you know, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable sort of saying, oh yes, we can go and do whatever, you know, this for you if we have no experience doing it or yeah. we wouldn't feel comfortable undertaking it. I want to do things that I know we can do well and can deliver well.
0: What yeah. have you done to sort of help the, the overthinking? Mm-hmm oh that's i I could talk about that for a a long time
1: um do it yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i've read a lot of books i mean i've i've uh probably the biggest thing that helped me is kind of uh, and this is totally off track is embracing philosophy okay and particularly like stoic philosophy um non-dualism sort Mm -hmm. of looking at different um uh, approaches to mindsets you you, and, and what i find fascinating is all the stuff now about um, well-being, mindsets, Mm -hmm. I mean, it all traces back to ancient philosophies from thousands and thousands of years ago. Because we're not different. We're not
2: really any different. We just think, we're basically Romans with uh, smartphones. Yeah. essentially what we are.
1: And and I I mean, I love history and I I find that fascinating. Um, You know, you look at sort of uh, Stoic philosophy, for example, and that was, um, one, of, one of the most famous philosophers, a chap called Marcus Aurelius, who was an emperor of Rome. Yes. And he, you know, he wrote his book Meditations and you realize, you know, they were going through a plague, yeah. um, they were at war, they had all these problems. Huge problems. And it's the same problems that society's facing yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had the same issues, he had the same worries, the same doubts, and this is a, a guy who's, you know, emperor of an entire crazy. Uh, civilization. So I, I take a lot of comfort in that and just trying to embrace those things to kind of stop me spiraling down the, mm-hmm. the, the black holes of all these negative things
0: which can be really damaging. I think as well in a world with so much technology and everything, we are kind of what we consume and if we're constantly being consumed by this thing on our hand, in our hand, like Instagram, social medias, then our thoughts really are really on our own and then yeah. that also has yeah. a play to it.
1: I mean, I, I would, if I, if I could, I would ban social media. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, I think it's, I think it is the worst thing for mental health mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, 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 I used, I still, you know, I'm slightly active on LinkedIn and Twitter and things, but more, I, I try to, to not be, you yeah. know, because I, I do notice a difference, just how it affects my health. I know, health. but it is,
2: it is so necessary as a business owner, as someone who like, as yeah. a musician or a filmmaker, you have to show <sighs> people your work. Yeah. You can't do that by just sending out flyers.
1: I know. And that's that's the conundrum yeah. because it is it can be incredibly valuable to market and self-market. It can be great for all these things. Um, but then I also just feel it, it from, from a mental health perspective, it's just it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I try and, you know, we, uh, I use LinkedIn for work and things and I just try and be very disciplined about it and, and, and look at it more as something I need to do as part of a job rather than just something I'm going to sit and scroll at 10 o'clock it's at night. like a business tool yeah. rather than just yeah. a thing for like
0: entertainment.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: I completely agree. Like I made an Instagram recently or like in the last year because my sister said it's like an online CV. You kind of need it. Otherwise, yeah. like you'll never find a girlfriend. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. I, had, <laughs> I, it, I was like, oh, okay, fine. Still don't have facebook and <laughs> we'll stay off that forever but yeah it's a hard
1: one yeah I, it's it is it is really tricky um and i think it's just a yeah I, I i don't know the answer to it because i, I agree you definitely need it and embrace it and people say yeah. these things but then i'm like oh i just yeah i hate it <laughs> <laughs> but i guess
0: that also shows the age differences though. so jack is the youngest i'm in the middle and you're a little bit older than us. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I just think social media, like I think is such a trap and with a lot of people they end up just not doing much because they spend so much time on that and then they feel quite unhappy and like with mental health, like in a day and age where we're all so happy but also so unhappy, yep. it does have a, pl- like you just do see, I do see like the dangers of it and especially now with AI. I don't know yeah. if it's paranoia or just like the idea that they're giving us stuff because they know what we want and they know yeah. how to keep us on there which is very scary
2: <laughs> I was saying the other day the whole reels thing you're swiping up it's been designed to be like when you're in a ga- in a casino yep.
0: a fruit machine a fruit yeah, machine yeah, yeah. down down yeah. down
2: and you just yeah something is going to come up it's uh, going to be really interesting but I'll, I'll sit there for like 20 minutes watching a man doing something I really don't care about he's yeah, m- making yeah. building a mechano car <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking wow oh, this is so fascinating but at the same time I don't care at yeah. all yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's it's i've read a lot of interesting things about the science behind it and i'm not i I don't know enough about that side of it but by all accounts it is just it is triggering you know the basic sort of what's like dopamine response and things in your brain and it's like (laughs) just like you say like a monkey in front of a slot machine and you're Mm just whacking away at it and getting nothing of substance out of it yeah um and that's as i you know as i've got older just just with Finding time becomes more precious, you know, between work and family and all these things. It's yeah. like I want to try and be more productive in the time I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of slightly related, like Christmas, I, I downloaded a new um, a new game for my phone. It was Marble Snap. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ever like heard a, of have Heard of Marble? Shout <laughs> <Snap. laughs> out to Marble Snap. It is the. Most addictive thing I've ever encountered Uh. in my entire life. And I turned it on, lost two hours, and thought, I have to delete this. (laughs) Or it was like just being abused. It was just, it was in some ways, it was incredible. In other ways, it's like it was just like digital heroin. It was so bad for me. and I just, I just, God, it's it, it was scary, like absolutely scary.
0: So. so I like I have a friend, um, I won't say her name, but she, her family do uh, apps and they develop games. And the amount of time she said they had to uh, the game, basically, was them in swim shorts or whatever swimming costumes to look and design the bums, basically, <laughs> because they actually because of the the, the um, like the what, hormones that they release and everything. They it that's and that freaked me out because I was like. What it's for, like children, this game. But at the same time, it's designed in a way to stimulate them yeah. to keep them on. So yeah. every, so all these games, like we look at them and go, oh, this is quite simplistic and this is interesting and fun. But then at the same time, there is so much psychology that goes behind it to try and make it a successful app and a successful game. Yeah, yeah, very scary.
2: I think it's been downhill since uh, Temple Run. <laughs> Temple Run <laughs> was, was very huge. Good. <laughs> See, the primary school, I was in Tasmania. Uh, we were like one of the first Catholic schools. I'm not Catholic, by the way, but went to a Catholic school. Uh, more on that later, um, and then we had iPads. We were like the first class in Tasmania to get iPads. Everyone had Temple Run. Did no work on the iPads. Yeah. They were meant to be some educational <laughs> tool. Fools. <laughs> it did not work.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny though because I think every you know, I remember being young and I was like you know growing up in the nineties and like the the whole internet came out and everything and and. You know, Super Nintendo's and, and all these sorts of things and, and I just was like hooked. I loved it. That was all mm-hmm. I want. And I remember my parents just like freaking out and all these things. And then I feel like I'm probably doing the same thing now with my son. I've been like, you know, phones and all this yeah. stuff. And yeah. like I grew up fine, you know. Oh well, I didn't I have many issues, but um it was like <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah may, maybe they were right all along, you know. I was like I was gonna say we I was fine, but I was gonna well maybe not. Maybe maybe they have, maybe they were on something,
0: yeah. My parents as well were so anti-me having any game consoles that when I had it I was limited to certain hours but I ended up playing like really violent like Modern <laughs> Warfare 2 and Call of Duty and like uh, what's the GT Grand Theft Auto and all these games and my parents got like so shocked by the idea yeah. that like they were allowing their kid to like basically do like terrorist attacks on his game console. <laughs> so, but
2: you haven't committed a terrorist attack no, in thankfully. your adult life I do, even yeah, though stops. you are wearing a sling this is not related, <laughs> yeah. this is not related to any
0: I do get stopped pretty much every time I go through the airport, but I'm sure that's very unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> They're not profiling it's the me beard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, I know. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like, it's the same like, with heavy metal music and all these things. And, and I, don't, I don't believe there's any correlation between violence or anything in, like,
0: video games and stuff. You I know? did a I, gig.
2: I did, like, an open mic night a couple of nights ago. And, it was Bannerman's in Edinburgh. And it was sort of a very I, heavy metal. I walked in, yeah. everyone was wearing leather jackets, leather trousers, wow. really, really hot. I can imagine you get quite hot in leather trousers. But I, my music is not that at all. <laughs> it's very soft, very gentle. And these people were so incredibly loving and kind. They were, all, they were all silent watching me. And it was just such a weird thing. I mean, I reckon people that like heavy metal are probably some of the nicest people you've ever meet. <laughs> They're just so relaxed and calm. Um, but the music they listen to, mental.
1: Well, I, well my favorite bands Iron Maiden, so maybe fantastic. That, maybe that's you go, so You like, don't strike me as an Iron Maiden <laughs> lover. No, I, I love I love them, and actually, uh, again off topic, Iron Maiden, yeah, f- f- incredibly interesting band. So Bruce Dickinson, you know, he's a trained pilot, so what? he's yeah he he is a commercial airline pilot. You um so and he uh once he got his license in between gigs he actually got a job working for a commercial airline. Um just as like you know, like Ryanair or something. So That's very cool. Yeah. And and then when oh, it was it was years ago, there was um I can't remember it was an airline that went bust and all the people got stranded in Egypt or something. So he just hired a jumbo, you know, seven what's it? Seven, seven six seven? yeah, seven yeah. four seven and went and just picked them all <laughs> up and flew them back. Yeah. Um and their latest gig they did around the world, it's the biggest gig ever, he they, they Hired a huge 747, branded it Iron Maiden, and he just flew around the world with all their band and all the gear and everything in it. Um, so, so cool. That yeah, it's mental. And it's like you see them doing, you know, like on stage one night singing about, you know, Phaeton and everything, and the next day he's mm-hmm. like having tea and in his pilot's uniform and they're going to be flying back. So <laughs> it's like. <laughs>
0: A lot of it doesn't have, like, a lot of uh, heavy metal, like, has a basis in, like, classical music. Like, a lot of them were, like, um, classically trained, I think it's like KISS. Like, yeah. the they're all, they have, like, a basis in, like, it's music at the end of the day, and it's very complex music. Yeah. So incredibly. they, they have an understanding you know, of what's going on as well, the psychology of it there as well is very interesting. Yeah. So, yes, well, I, I can recommend Iron
2: Maiden if you're looking Iron at Iron Maiden is awesome. You strike yeah. me as a James Blunt enjoyer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're an I am. Uh, there's nothing wrong with James Blunt enjoyers, but but uh, no, iron Maiden, very nice. What yeah. else do you listen to? Um, How do you unwind at I, the end of a, a busy day?
1: Mm. So I do a lot of writing, so that's something I really enjoy. So I tend to just kind of uh, sit at night and write and different things like fiction, different things like this. Um, don't really get a lot of time to watch TV, but I like the usual sort of things. Music, um, I do have the best taste of music in the office, mm. I've been told. Um, <laughs> And by yourself. It's <laughs> every <Yeah. Don't laughs> going. I do. Don't I? I everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so just uh, yeah, a yeah, big it's the variety of, of everything really. I am not allowed to play as much heavy metal in the office as I like, Fair. but uh, <laughs> so just be yeah, whatever. The good old the good old hits from the 90s and things. So, yeah. That looks-
0: <laughs> Who is the other band? Like the Iron Maiden, the spin-off of Iron Maiden. It-
1: spin-off. I don't know if there's a spin-off is Bruce he- Dickinson did a solo <laughs> uh, or tried through a solo career for a while. Okay. Um, I
0: think I'm getting confused with Metallica there. I think that's yeah, maybe, I, d- yes. I
1: don't know so much about Metallica. I've, I've, I've I'd, yeah, just sort of general like that kind of, again, show my age era of the sort of heavy metal, mm. I, don't think they do it. I don't think they do it now like yeah. they used to, you know? Definitely not. Um, mm. Or like, fa- if you're ever looking for really crazy music, I could recommend like Fantasy Speed Metal, um, <laughs> which is like just like heavy metal about fantasy and dragons and really fast.
0: So, sounds very cool. Yeah, you, you get a lot of work done. Mm. Uh, cool, so, yeah. I have to get Jack onto it then.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's my cup of tea. Really good scream. I'm good at screamo. Screamo. Yeah. The, oh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give you a demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> to come to one of my live shows to find out. In the middle of a nice little folk song, just oh, wow, rip out man. the voice. Um, yeah. A Jack, lie, by the lie. Jack
0: has um, we've been. He's been here for a little while, but he basically said to me he wanted to get onto the performing circuit and sort of get some gigs going. So we tried to get him a gig at the Doghouse, which they didn't respond to him. So we're gonna have to try and like implement that, get it There's happening. There's no hard feelings. Doghouse. It will happen. It will happen. <laughs> doghouse is my favorite bar, so it'll be a good place for Jack <laughs> to start. <laughs>
2: Oh wow! Yeah, I'd love to see it. Nice. Thank That's you, great. thank you. You can come along. You'll be one of one of the three audience members. <laughs>
0: Me, Jack's mom, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll round up. I'll
1: round up some people. Yeah, there go.
2: so where I know your business is all about evolution. Mm-hmm. Where are you taking your business now? What is the next step? It's, for Primate? it's
1: yeah, good good question. I, I th- at the moment I just want to enjoy it. You know, I, I there's a lot of pressure I think to um grow businesses and you know push them and and particularly in the agency world it's this growth 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 and i remember starting everyone was like you wh- wh- you know i remember being asked what's your exit plan and before we even started the business mm. I was like what's your exit plan and i'm like I, it's nonsense yeah <laughs> like why <laughs> are you, you think you, like that you're asking yeah. me how i'm going to leave the business i haven't even started yet um, and, and so i I'm, i think i'm on the idea of just wanting to get it more um, just just sort of sustainable in the sense that it's sort of easier, get better margins, get a better life out of it for me, for the team, you know, do better work um, and, and kind of just sort of keep pushing it forward in that regard. I don't think I have, um, you know, this idea of like, yeah, we're going to push, push, push and then exit. Does that come from efficiency
2: thing. or does it come from raising prices? Um,
1: Probably, probably efficiency and just finding more uh, for us finding clients that probably have more ongoing work and different things yeah. so it's not just kind of always out looking for one-off projects all the time yes. um, and just kind of creating a, a good base that you
2: can so I can imagine it would take a lot of work when you get one client just one job it's a lot yeah. of work to start everything yes. but if you've got an ongoing client you've kind of got a template I suppose yeah, yeah, you can stick to a a regular.
1: Yeah, and they have kind of ongoing things they need and kind of back and back and forward with it. So sort of looking yeah. down that line. So, yeah, it's I, it's, it's funny because I think, if, you know, it's constantly changing kind of what we want out of the business changes as we get older and as we go. But I, I think, I'm in a, you know, for me, it's like a long-term thing, you know, mm-hmm. something yeah. that you want to be around. I like the idea of being around for 20 years or my son one day, getting, you know, coming in as an intern and working for me <laughs> or something, you know, like I, I like this idea of being more of a, yeah, like sustainable business part of, the economy, the community, rather than just mm-hmm. like a cool. We're going to pump, 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 and I'm going to kill myself for five years and sell it. And it's then not mm-hmm.
0: worth it at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So we're back. We are resuming normal programming, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to be talking about AI. Okay. So in your line of work, what has AI brought, and what has it detracted from your your business? Oh, so so
1: AI is is an interesting one. So it is the obviously the big the big topic. Everyone is. Speaking yeah. about right now, and chat
0: GPT and such,
1: yeah. I mean, like, honestly, you can't escape it. And every single thing I look at is just how you can use AI and what you can use AI for, mm-hmm. and agencies using AI and agencies using AI. Um, I, I just think it's a lot of rubbish. I, th- I think AI in, in general is just, I, I'm you know, maybe a bit controversial saying this. I think it will have some incredible uses right now. I think it's a lot of hype, and I think it is effectively just a sort of replacement for, yeah google or i
0: think lazy people like ai as well it seems that way like oh yeah we can just use this to do that and Mm -hmm. this and that you're like it just isn't unique or creative it's it's i mean people worry
1: about it replacing jobs and two issues with that firstly well if it did replace everyone's jobs there would be no one who had any job to purchase anything created by ai Mm -hmm. which so that's the problem very true. very true um and the other issue is you know it, it's just a tool i think it's similar to sort of when the whole dot com thing exploded in 2000s you know people talking about the iphone going to replace the need for photographers or photoshop replacing designers still not the case still not the case yeah. um i think it will become a tool you know and, and i do cynically think a lot of businesses are pushing it in order to you know hype up their stock values you know obviously the economy is yeah. not in a great place at the moment there's a lot of that just you know microsoft people coming out and pushing 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 it to create a lot of hype um and you look at the real world applications and you're like
2: uh, yeah i think it's a toy yes i think that's what it is it is a toy yeah um and we're being told to care about it yeah uh, so that we will and that's all people are talking about now i mean it's really just ai chat gpt very very interesting but it is just theft yeah Yep. is that is all it does it just gathers different information from all over the place like when you're at uni and you have 16 different references in one sentence you make you're still stealing data from somewhere yeah even though you're referencing it yeah you're still it's not yours yep. and i think i don't know in your line of work how it is going to affect you but in mine i don't know i've seen the AI bands. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know. If, I can't remember which band it was, but it was Freddie Mercury. that basically chopped up his voice and it's analysed how he sings, yep. or how he sang, and made a new song with his voice. I was thinking, who's going to listen to that? It, there's it, no soul. Yeah, that, that's the whole point in art. Um,
1: I, I think it, you know, opens up a lot of questions. Exactly, the idea of theft. You know, the images. You know, there's. I think there's a court case going on in the states at the moment about how they, you know, they trained things like Midjourney on. Open Getty libraries, you know, just yes. literally Scary. pulling off mm-hmm. other yeah. people's images. Yeah. So, like, who it, it hadn't created that to yeah. begin with. So it has, it's ultimately just yeah, like like going out and just taking things and smushing it together. Mm-hmm. The results of that, I think, are shallow. You know, yeah. they lack they lack the depth. And even if they didn't, I think there's that question exactly what you said, like, what's what value do we as humans place? Because I've things? seen
2: uh, I've Excuse seen you? adverts using AI generated images, yeah, and. The only reason I knew it was AI because it, it was a very good image. But the, the woman holding her baby it was her family at the beach and there was a woman holding her baby and her there was a, a random arm coming around the woman that wasn't <laughs> from the child next to her because the child next to her had an arm around the hip. There wasn't a random arm.
0: It's laziness again, because someone has to see that and look at that and be like, Why is there an extra arm okay. there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And you know, the baby might have had two hands or something like that. But yeah. like why are businesses trying the, the hardest to, to utilize something that is clearly crap.
1: I, again, I just think it's it's jumping on the bandwagon. It's not, in my mind, it's not dissimilar to the whole crypto bubble, the NFT bubble, yes. you know. And like I said, I think crypto has blockchain some incredible uses, but those are not the uses that are existing currently. Mm-hmm. And the same with NFTs, things like this, some amazing ideas that could be done with it. Mm-hmm. But sticking up some pictures of monkeys, you know, it w- it, the value in that is just a value based on people wanting it,
0: like baseball cards or yeah.
1: such. And then it drops, and as we've seen, it drops very quickly once mm. that bubble. It's very bursts. unstable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and like you said, you know, where's the value? You know, the, the value like an artist creating a, a picture, is the time and the thought and the, the blood and the, mm. the sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you remove that, what do you
2: have? So, it's, well, you lose the humanity, yeah. and that's it's yeah. about self-expression. A computer cannot express itself. It yeah. can only express what it thinks it should be able to express if it was a human. Yes. And it does that by thie- thieving. But on your website, you do mention AI. And is that just because clients are looking for... Integration yeah, into that s- I
1: mean, space. We, we there are uses for it. So we, you know, um, like I think uh, search tools, for example, using AI to have smarter searching, I think can be really useful. That is valuable. I, I have to say, yeah. Like I think there's there, like I said, there are good use cases for it as a tool that's going to enhance things that you do. Hundred um, percent. But that versus this idea of, oh, it's gonna replace everything we do and change everything, I don't think is, is there. So I see it just like as another, yeah, it's like another Photoshop or another camera or another thing that you can use to create something. Rather than something that's going to suddenly wipe out jobs and change yeah. the, the landscape of the world,
0: and not take over us, like <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: and that's that's it's a lot of fear mongering around it mm-hmm. as well. Just to, to yeah. get Elon that. Musk doesn't help with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he
1: doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting guy, but uh, yeah, I think it's just a lot of that trying to trying to pump up, you know, hype things up, scare people, um, mm-hmm. and just get caught up in that whole. Like, Do
2: you think thing? that it could? improve people's mindsets, their own mental health, because they'd be doing less
1: it is I think it depends on, on the use. It's funny, I was having a chat with one of the guys in the office last week about this. Um, you know, if we ever got to the point of like a sort of Star Trek utopia yeah. <laughs> um, and by that I mean like no one needs to work because there's robots and things that do the, the really the things that no one wants to do. So You'll have a lot of time to think. Yeah. yeah. And then it becomes more about pursuing Things that you generally want to do, but that'd be a huge shift in mindset for humanity, yeah, because I don't know how many like would people if you didn't have to do anything generally want to do things um Hmm. and I think I think it's good
0: for people to want to do stuff especially when we're stuck on our phones scrolling yes. and like, like we basically become like a generation of pensioners then yes. in a way of just keeping <laughs> ourselves busy <laughs> yeah
1: exactly so I don't know you know in Star Trek they don't have Instagram so I don't know like, <laughs> they are on a spaceship though. Yeah, I think that's much cooler I, I never understood how Star Trek works like you can do anything but you join like the army or whatever it's like an mm-hmm. ensign and get beaten around like why would you do that I don't yeah.
2: know that's weird. if there's nothing
0: else to do yeah <laughs> (laughs) I'd just be at home on a holodeck all day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: true. I think, I mean, we used to be very nomadic (laughs) humans. We used to be quite a a nomadic species and we would hunt and gather and do all of these things. There was no real, apart from for survival, there was no real need to go out and build a website or make a movie or write a song. um,
0: Or make a podcast. Or make a podcast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if, if AI did take over, if, you know, you're people that were working with, with drugs and pharmaceuticals and that sort of thing, they'd be like, why would I bother going to work today? I'm not even getting paid. Or, yeah. you know, the yeah. AI can do the drugs and you know, make things for people and keep people healthy and you know, AI robots making carrots, yeah. that sort of thing. I, I, don't think, I don't think it would work if AI took over
0: We would then, in a way, become like batteries, like the Matrix, yeah, for our information and our like resources. It's it's interesting,
1: yeah. I I think it could definitely go one of two ways. It could either go down that kind of real, you know, apocalyptic Matrix thing, or it could go down the whole like you know, humanity's evolved and suddenly we're pursuing things for the joy of pursuing them rather than any kind of. Other measure, but it's probably
2: aliens looking. I don't mean to go Joe Rogan, but it's probably aliens (laughs) looking down, going, "No, we made the same mistake with AI I don't do it." Or
1: or AI AI robots looking down, going, "Yes, yes, do it." Or the
0: the, Egyptians, (laughs) 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 worshipping the sun god.
2: (laughs) But um, no, in terms of mental health, what uh, is it? The Daily Stoic that you've been yes reading. The Daily Stoic. I've signed up to their email. Yeah, he's yeah, very very good. Um, what other things do you, do you do, have you been reading or what?
1: what? So main, mainly that. I did a, a sort of a, I don't know how you describe it, a kind of mindset maybe course uh, with, with a sort of a coach, a fantastic guy called Rob Begg. About a year and a half ago. That a was year online, ago. was it? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Although I've met a person who's based in Glasgow, um, and a lot of that was again similar, touching on similar themes. There was a lot of non-dualism in there, and this kind of what like, is
2: non-dualism?
1: Oh, I don't know if I could explain it. It gets, it gets kind of. It, it depends on how y- you can talk about it and sound a bit crazy, but it's this idea. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to my life. <laughs> it's, it's this idea that um, you, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you are effectively, okay, put it really crazy, it's like you're effectively the director of your own movie Mm -hmm. and that you can um, influence your own life and that there isn't this separation between your brain and your body. It is that you are a single consciousness and you can, what, what you want to make of things that you can think about it and mm-hmm. make it achieve. Threat manifestation. Yeah, and this idea of like, you know, and you can look at it in different levels, whether it's from like the sort of physics point of view, and there's a lot of interesting stuff around that all the way through to like, you know, the placebo effect. No one's ever been able to explain the placebo effect. Yeah. And yet, it's proven that if people think they're going to get better, they get better. Yeah. So there's all these kind of crea- interesting mm. layers and <laughs> in this yeah. idea of yeah, like where do you, your thought process come in? And how I
0: guess do when it you think about like with our like neuron pathways having like electrical signals being passed over, it's literally our touch, feel, and see, and all that is literally just little electric signals. Yeah. Pass throughs. So I guess the placebo effect in that way is just confusing that in our brain. Well, this so. is it,
1: and there's there is some fantastic stuff, yeah, about like you know when you dig into it, like the the concept of how things created you know and like you get into like the quantum physics realm and like atoms and all this sort of stuff and literally <laughs> you get to the point where you can't explain stuff mm-hmm. but we we're, we're we're taught that we live in a very physical simple black and white world of like you're born you live a life you do your things you're told this so is stuff. that why it's called dualism or yeah. is it
2: is it like there's one one side as a societal pressure and one as a personal pressure that you kind of place on yourself
1: it's more the idea of like the I, again I'm I'm I feel like I'm talking about something I don't know enough about, but it's this. Sorry, um, that's okay. Yeah, it's like it goes back <laughs> to this idea of like, so non dualism is, is based on like Hindu philosophy and things. It's mm-hmm. this idea of like you are, you're not a dual entity with mm-hmm. consciousness and body. You cool. are a single, single thing, thing and you thing. can influence and control what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on a sort of practical level, that's even just, it just boils down to mindset and thinking. And, and, and when you get into it and you talk about, you know, you look at entrepreneurs and success and a lot of this and, um, you know, like athletes and things and so much of it, Stems from just having belief in what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, you
0: know, no one's ever
1: won an Olympic medal by going. Ah, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I can do it. I you me. know,
0: saw a sort of funny meme talking about old reels the other day. It was about like uh, you need the like correct amount of autism and steroids to find like make the <laughs> perfect athlete. <laughs> but you can't give them autism. You can only give them steroids. You have to find. It. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. yeah. Is that just
2: by being like focused, like? Intensely. super
0: ultra focus and having that belief in something as well like a lot of the times people with autism they're generally very good at one thing and yeah. with that it allows them to have this belief that they're better than everyone else Yeah, which then therefore helps them gain that sort of thing but often
2: they are because yeah. they, they can they can focus on super intelligent
1: on. yeah I, I mean that's it and as I yeah again as I get older and you start to look back and you a lot of that course, is talking about things about you cannot know, limiting limiting beliefs. They call this idea of like you know you you grow up and your parents, your teachers, whatever tell you, mm-hmm. oh you're not good at this yeah. or you're not good at that, yeah. and then you just like you grow up thinking it exactly. And then you're like, Why? Yeah, it,
0: yes, schools um, very much that I think. Like yeah. That's a, especially I went to 12 schools but like um in each school you had to really fit in and if you didn't fit in you wouldn't be able to hang yeah. out around well, you would be able to hang around with people which would then cause you like you'd feel like oh I'm not very good or I'm not very good at that but actually if anything it's the self belief of understanding that actually these sort of people don't define who you are yes and that's I- exactly. a very hard thing especially in society where we're all being judged constantly
1: yeah and and yeah a- absolutely and then you realize how it affects your your, your, your life, you know. Yeah. Um. I did
2: say I'd come back to the Catholic school thing, but <laughs> I was not top of the class, but I was very close to top of the class in maths oh. when I was in grade five, mm-hmm. I wanna say five and six. and I was put into a special science and maths, like the, the advanced science and maths. I was doing crazy stuff. Special. <laughs> special <laughs> maths and science. And then I, got, I went to a bigger school called St. Patrick's in Launceston, and I'd moved from a little town called Georgetown, Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting place moving to this great big school about you know, 20 times, 30 times bigger actually because it was a city school I was very smack dab middle of the pack and I felt so stupid because there were so many people above me that had just, you know I hadn't been exposed to people that were mm-hmm. better at science and maths than me and then I thought I suck at this and then I went into the arts yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's what um, but I think in a city like Edinburgh do you have a lot of competition for business um yeah i mean
1: it, again it's it's uh i i i stopped thinking about it you know yeah. and, and i, I just, think your
2: work speaks for itself
1: yeah i we've just kind of stopped thinking about it in those terms and I, and and i just very much feel now that you 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 find the clients and you work with the people and you have the stuff that you want and that works for you and yeah i i, I try not to yeah, I try not to overthink about
0: it. Cause How do you apply your philosophy to life to your business?
1: Um, just trying to enjoy the moment, mm-hmm. and that's and that's tough because I definitely have uh, ups and downs. You know, mm-hmm. like you can go from being super pumped and excited one month to being really negative and down the next month, and trying to just stop that happening and and constantly just sort of remind myself and like focus on the moment and go yeah I I like what I do mm-hmm. I like the people I work with yeah. I enjoy it and live in that and sort of not be sitting there going oh gee this deal doesn't come through next month or we don't hit these growth targets or, we don't do these things and like just constantly like beating myself up and yeah. setting this whole my and just be more live in it, enjoy it, and do what you want, and let things try and happen more naturally, rather than, like, this...
0: Which then creates an amazing workspace environment, yeah. which kind of probably boosts things in the... Side, like, the side effect of that would be that people are more happy to work, and therefore, you get more things done, and it's more creative space. Yeah, that's that's the
1: idea, yeah. you know. Because, um, again, it's that whole business, business book philosophy of sit mm-hmm. down, set your targets, set your things, set your everything, but mm-hmm. then if you keep, like you can just become a slave to that and mm-hmm. then you can actually find yourself really miserable because mm-hmm. you're just not achieving the things that you wrote down on a piece of yeah. paper that and then you sense. become obsessed with that and then you're a grump and no one wants to work with you and all these things <laughs> that sort of spiral off versus just like going, hey, I'm just gonna enjoy it and be happy and live live in the moment and have these things in my mind and a vision but not like obsess over it every day.
0: Yeah. With, um, like, being website de- of website development, is there, with clients, do you sort of find that they generally want uh, a certain look, or is there, I remember going to the marketing event that was at Primate, and you are talking about, I forget the exact words, but it was like, you try and help them get off the internet. Yeah. How would you explain that? Yeah, so um, it's a
1: funny thing that's kind of been a bit of a new take for us because I think it it goes to this idea of yeah like being online is just probably not very good for you Um, Mm -hmm. and actually the idea that if you're, you know, spending 10 minutes to buy something on a shopping website, you probably shouldn't be, you know, you should be doing it a minute uh, (laughs) and you should be getting what you need and you should be making those conversions faster rather than just hanging around because you can't find what you want or get what you want, (laughs) you know. so we, yeah, it's kind of this idea and and a lot of that ties in just to our philosophy of sort of almost just boiling down to the essence, the simplicity of it, the sort of try not to be overly flashy just for the sake of it, like actually just, just that's that's kind of our design philosophy our development philosophy, business philosophy of just like, yeah, be, you know, I I kind of always, I, I, you know, I love like minim, what's um, it like? Modern art, this kind of minimalist stuff, I find like that really fascinating. You know, that banana taped to the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> boil it down to its core essence mm-hmm. and yeah. not have anything that's just fluff for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think because that can actually be a huge distraction if anything. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah. It's like yeah,
1: if you're if you're there and you've got all this flashy stuff loaded in website, person, I find it really annoying because I just want to get to the thing I'm mm-hmm. trying to get to. Yeah, um, so that's the idea, and that can be a tough sell to clients because they're like,
2: oh, but we want it to. Have some crazy bit of JavaScript that does this, and you're like, no, I just don't. Not worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's before my time, but I really, I really like when I ugh, old websites that haven't been updated for like twenty years, and you go on them, and then some music starts playing. <laughs> you like yeah. brilliant. I've got a soundtrack to like <laughs> access some like ancient wisdom yeah. from two thousand and three. But um, I found that a lot of modern websites are really junky. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. There's videos loading that yeah. are covered in ads, yeah. um, and they've got all sorts of animations that, that yeah. you know. I have a an older phone and yeah. it struggles struggles with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good uh, technical reasons for simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, big thing in the market now is is uh, like um, energy use. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like every time you load a website, you're using energy. I heard some crazy stat, slightly off topic, that apparently every like, what's it, a million or 100 million downloads on Spotify like burns a forest or something.
0: That's serious, yeah, that's crazy. That oh, exactly thank like, God no, I the, have uh, 27 of, monthly
2: listeners. The, the amount great.
1: of, uh, it's just digital consumption. Wow. And yeah, like, yeah. The, like the energy is the big thing in crypto. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're- Mining. Mining oh, crypto, yeah. or also yeah. just even transactions. You see like um, Chat GPT. apparently every time you make a query on that, it's like huge amount of carbon emissions. Oh, wow. But no one knows about it, yeah, yeah. so you're so trying yeah, to go yeah. actually because you sit there and you like play with the stuff, and you realize that it's just it's just burning energy, huge amounts of energy, mm-hmm. um, and so that's all becoming more of a, a thing now. Uh, and this awareness and that ties into the whole, yeah, you don't if your if your website is to promote your services, mm-hmm. do you need to have some silly carousel and background music and mm-hmm. all this stuff that's going kind to of yeah. just annoy people, take it longer to load, use more energy, and just be frustrating. Yeah.
0: That's mind-blowing actually when you think about I'll, it. I'll like, dig out the real yeah, stats, yeah, but it crazy. is it is shocking
1: actually, um, some of the stuff I've seen around mm-hmm. like Spotify. The people and are trying services. to be carbon neutral and therefore yeah. they've
0: got this massive like computers yeah. doing all this and uh, taking so much energy, lithium, yeah. batteries. Yeah.
1: And then it's like, yeah, and you just, but you just don't think about it and like you sit and Google constantly and just look for stuff and, and that's, and yeah, you just don't ever think like you're actually using energy to do these things. Yeah.
0: Wow. And on that note, I reckon that's a perfect time to wrap up. It was really a pleasure to have you, Gordon. It really was. Thank you. Yeah,
1: no, I've really enjoyed <laughs> thank it. You for I, coming. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too, like, on and off, but just rambling about everything really from cool. crazy robots to Star Trek. So yeah. it's good. It <laughs> <That's> amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. It was great. Very cool. Thank you.